So my parents are some amazing people. I have a very good relationship with my parents today, my dad and my biological mother, um, as well as uh, trying to build more of an individual relationship like with my stepmom, because my dad did remarry, and then my mom's fiance, whom I actually like very much for my mom. And um, I'm, I'm happy today with them. You know, I can talk to them, I can call them, I can text them. Uh, not just as like a like the couple, but like I can text my stepmom individually. I could text my mom's fiance individually. Like I have a good relationship all around. And growing up, you know, I loved my parents, and I definitely took for granted the relationship because it wasn't until that I didn't have them anymore after they divorced when I really I realized they were my everything at the time. So as a kid, as early as four or five years old, I remember being more close to my mom. And my mom, uh, she was very nurturing and caring. And I do remember her being very active, um, like as a mother. You know, she was like really trying to take care of me and my sister. I remember being taken to school by her. She would be the one to pick me up, you know, if I if something happened at school or um, and and I was, uh, I remember being watched by my mom often. My dad, I don't remember him a whole lot early, early on. Um, I do believe, and I'm not trying to start rumors or gossip, but I think they, they may have actually had, were working through like a rough patch when I was like in kinder or first grade. And the reason is because I have this strange, vague memory of my dad uh, being in a different apartment in the same complex as us, but living in a different apartment. And I mean, it. I only remember like one or two trips over there going to my dad's apartment. Um, it's real vague and hairy and blurry and I could be totally wrong. But that's what I remember. The only reason I bring that up is because I know my sister, who is older than me, um, she kind of, without trying to give her like blame or, or credit of, of like information, she kind of was the one who swayed me to believe things with my parents because I was so little. So when I was like in elementary school, I was completely clueless of anything and everything. And um, when we were finally moving from the apartment to the house, I know my parents are doing very well. They both had very good jobs. They were working out regularly. I remember them. Uh, I, I have a real vivid memory of when they would go work out. I was like their gut check, like a physical, literal gut check. Like I would give them a hug and I would let them know how far I could reach my my hands or my arms on the other side of them. Like I would hug them and on the on their back, I'd be like, "Oh, I reached my wrist or my forearm," and like letting them know how much weight they were losing. And I loved my parents. You know, I, I had a healthy fear of my parents. They did discipline me, and I'm not ungrateful at all for that. You know, I think they did the right thing because I was a pretty rotten kid. I was <laughs> I was spoiled. I was a spoiled brat, which meant that. Not only were they giving me a lot of stuff, but I expected more always. And um, I, I definitely remember being a crybaby and a little wimpy, I've said before. And they would take us out. They, we would go to Fiesta, Texas before it was Six Flags. We went to SeaWorld before there was roller coasters. And we went to the zoo. Uh, the zoo has always been exactly the same for like the last 30 years. But I remember going to the zoo as a kid in Brackenridge Park and riding the little train and stuff. And they, they took us out all the time. They were good parents, you know? At least that's what I remember in my childhood, that they were good. They took care of us. 
and they they loved us you know my my sister and I and when I was 10 or 11 and uh something something changed obviously there was a different atmosphere shift in in the room I remember walking into the kitchen my dad was sitting down and my mom was standing up and they were probably arguing or talking about something and I walked in and they were dead quiet and I just I was just some you know I was just all sweaty running around in the front I came in and I made a comment it was kind of a snarky comment at the time but I was you know 10 11 years old and I took a swig of my orange juice or whatever it was and I was like man it seems like someone died or something and I, I'll always remember my dad kind of just scoffing and saying someone might as well have you know and I had no idea what that meant I didn't know anything again I was just clueless for the first 11 years of my life uh, really just kind of living life as a kid not even really able to appreciate what I had around me taking it for granted and kind of just spoiled and and just you know just I, I knew I was gonna get toys for Christmas I knew I was gonna get uh, uh, I, I, I ex- expected and anticipated blessing and like gifts and and being spoiled and being taken care of now I'm not trying to say that they spoiled me rotten I did that on my own with the anticipation but they you know they they definitely try to take care of us and uh, when I was 11 years old it was when I found out we were gonna move and I was kind of excited it was a little unsure and I also found out my mom was pregnant and I was very excited about that I mean I was lit up so happy to be a big brother I I just couldn't believe it I thought this is the most amazing thing like I'm gonna have a little sibling like this is this is awesome and I was very into it and then um we we ended up let me think I'm trying to capture my thoughts but I do remember being told we're gonna move and it was pretty it was pretty un, I was just unsure I didn't know what was going on and I remember being at school and telling my friends and it was the, it was uh, the end of fifth grade and it's like the last week of fifth grade and we're just kind of lounging you know and you just don't do nothing at school and we're just lounging and one of my friends is like hey Robert's gonna move and they're like oh where are you gonna move and I was like you know I'm not so sure yet and uh like oh okay and i was like yeah i I mean i'm gonna go to uh middle school i know that i know which one i'm going to but i just don't know where we're moving and they're like oh okay and there's like it's kind of just anticipation you know i just know things are happening there's some kind of movement going on and then we moved to my aunt's house and it was a very sudden move for me um i have some dark memories of it but without going into a lot of detail i just remember the whole thing felt muggy it was no longer like this excitement like oh this is happening and where are we gonna go because i remember moving from my apartment to my house that was exciting we would always go as when i was like in kinder in first grade uh mostly first grade going into second i was like six or seven years old and we would look at the new lot of our house we were gonna go see and it get built and again there's this anticipation and this excitement and I knew this was like, this is going to be a good move. Even I knew that as a, as a kid, like this is going to be exciting. But this move was different. We moved to my aunt's house, which I was very unsure of. And uh, I mean, I went from my own room and my own everything to kind of bare bones. Like I even changed my clothes. I got hand-me-downs and, and uh, we moved into this house. I lost my bed. I don't know what happened to it. Why well, I... I first off I even if they my parents ever did buy me a frame I remember putting my mattresses on the floor like I've been doing that like my whole life but anyway um 
I now had a bunk bed with my sister and we shared a room and I hated that but I was confused my sister went into a really angsty teenage years you know she was like 14 15 and she was just full of rage all the time I remember that she's really upset and she was actually the one to kind of not I don't want to say open my eyes because I still didn't get it but she was the one that was saying like come on Robert like don't you know what's going on and I didn't know what was going on and uh I yeah I saw my my mom she was pregnant she had the baby and I was so excited but there wasn't like it wasn't celebratory there wasn't anything going on to bring this baby in you know and it was just very confusing sixth grade was confusing for me and my my parents who I know still loved me and tried to take care of me were no longer together like even though we were in the the that house for a little bit together my dad was always working and always gone and seemed to never want to be home and my mom just stayed home in her room and watched the baby for a little bit and then came the day where she had her bags packed and was telling me bye and I felt it. I felt it. This was more than just a, I'll see you later. This was like, it. this was a goodbye. It was a goodbye. I'm not sure when I'll see you again. And I did not know what was happening. Uh, I mean, I was in sixth grade now. I'm living with my aunt. My dad's missing. You know, he's always gone working. And my mom is telling me goodbye. And my sister is just full of anger and gone. And I'm just a confused little boy, you know, I'm going into adolescence, a preteen, and all of this is happening, and I'm like, I don't even know what to think, I know when she said bye, we said our goodbyes, we hugged, and I saw my little brother, and they left, and uh, yeah, of course, I cried, I cried a lot, and I remember going into the restroom, and this was the day that I started the dark era of my life and it started with me looking in the mirror crying and saying stop crying stop it like I all of a sudden hated myself and I was real angry and I remember looking in the mirror real angry just full of anger and saying stop crying and I stopped and I said in my head to myself I'm never gonna cry again I'm not gonna feel sorry for myself and it was a weird thing, even even though I was the one kind of in control of this situation, I it was just weird. It felt like something a 12-year-old should not be doing, but, but I did. And uh, I'm not going to go into the details of the dark past of my life because it was pretty, pretty grim. But as far as my parents go, I did uh, go see my mom occasionally and I wanted to see my mom. Uh, my sister was kind of putting it in my head that I shouldn't. Uh, like, like, not that I shouldn't see her, but that basically I could tell she didn't want to see my mom. I guess I'll put it that way. Like they argued a lot and she didn't want anything to do with her. And, uh, but I wanted, I really wanted to see my little brother. I was excited to be an older sibling. So for four or five years, we kind of occasionally went by and every visit got a little bit more information and more details and more awkward. You know, I was trying to sort of keep it and maintain it with my mom and I think my my sister was kind of trying to but at the same time we were we were distant it was it was distant you know we were just living our lives and just kind of forcefully trying to keep this relationship going and um my I ended up getting another another little sibling my mom got pregnant a second time with a little sister 
and they were pretty close in, in age, about three years, I think, uh, three or four years, and me and my sister, like four, four plus years, so uh, it was pretty close in, in the same age range, and um, I, I loved them. I wanted to be a part of their lives, but I was, at this point, because it was that dark area of my life, I definitely couldn't be, you know, I got involved in so many horrible things, and I was a good kid still. I still had a nice, happy, good kid smile, and I seemed fairly innocent and my friends you know I was the kind of kid to invite over to to introduce to your parents because I was a naturally cordial and polite kid but behind all that I was pretty wicked you know and I, I got involved in a lot of really bad stuff I should not have been a part of at my young age and I was uh I was at 16 and you know I've said the story a lot how I, I gave my life to Jesus I completely flipped and started going to church and my dad came with uh came with me the very next day after giving my life to jesus and that's a whole other story in itself because he was not feeling it the same way i didn't want to go he didn't want to go and we ended up going and that's been that's where we've been for like the last uh 16 plus years and um my mom she was living her life you know she was trying to get back on her feet she was doing good for herself she had a job and she was trying to take care of the kids and the other man in her life wasn't really around. And um, yes and no, sort of. It was kind of rocky. And, you know, it's not my place to really talk about all those details. But I do know that I, I wanted to fix things with my mom. And I remember calling her up and, you know, asking if we can go over and everything. And uh, I'm now saved. I'm right with God. And I'm trying to live a clean life. You know, I'm not perfect. Just because I say I'm saved and right with God doesn't mean I'm better than anybody. I'm, I was still a mess, and I was I was trying to climb out of that mess, and these were steps to do it. And as I was getting out of it, one of those big steps to get out of this mess was to confront my mom and tell her I forgive her and I love her. And uh, I didn't want to go into all the past details, but some of it needed to be talked about. And that's what happened. Me and my sister went over and talked to her, and... And it was a great moment. It was monumental. You know, we, we showed up and and forgave her and told her, you know, the past is the past. And um, I can't hold on to this for the rest of my life. You know, we need to we need to move on. We, we don't want to end up in another dark era and blame each other for this. So that's what we did, you know, and there is forgiveness and, and tears and, and hugs and happiness. And we said, we're going to move forward. And I want to be a part of my little sibling's life in some capacity. I want them to know me as their older brother. And and that's what we decided. And moving from that moment, um, it was much better after that. My dad, not right away, but maybe a couple years into salvation, um, maybe even longer. I don't know. I don't have all my, my years are kind of mugged up together. But I do remember... He was starting to gain interest in in uh, a woman at the church. I actually believe they worked together, and then he invited her, if I remember correctly, and then she started to come out. And I might have that completely wrong, but I do know at some point him and another woman had started talking, and I remember getting very close to her son, like, immediately. I could tell that he kind of didn't want anything to do with me. I was a little older than him by, like, a year and some change. But man, he was—he seemed like a good kid, and I—I I mean, I was—I was really athletic into sports and all this stuff, and he wasn't. Like he was into like uh, drawing anime specific, and um, I learned later he was like pretty underground gothy and stuff. 
but we we were we were cool like i i mean i i remember introducing myself to him and he started to open up and we just kind of naturally clicked even though we were so different and um man I, i loved hanging out with him and next thing you know not soon after all that he was uh gonna be my new stepbrother because his mom and my dad started talking and and they got married and it was it was not too far from around the time when i was gonna get married it's pretty crazy um i believe they got married right before me not right before like months before but i mean pretty soon before me and and my wife today got married because I think they were, I was like 19 or 20 when they got married and I was 20, 21 when I got married. Anyway, I just know everyone was getting married around that time. And so I, uh, I introduced my, you know, I now had a stepmom and I did not want her to feel like my stepmom. I wanted her to feel like my mom. And I built that relationship with her and I, you know, today I, I love my stepmom and I, I don't like to call her that. I like to call her my mom and, that, and not to offend my biological mother. But to me, it's like, hey, you know, I didn't ask for this. This is just how things happen and this is how life is. And I want to be able to just embrace it as it comes, you know. So so I love her and I love my new uh, stepsister as well. And so she had both a daughter and a son and they were close in, our, in my age. And they were younger than me. So I got uh, I got a, another couple siblings. So in total, I have four younger siblings and an older sister, you know, and I I I love my 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 new stepmom. And I started to build this relationship with them. And my dad and I, we were like roommates before getting saved. You know, we, we during that dark area of our life, that dark past we had, we didn't really um we didn't have a great relationship. It was a good, decent one, but like he wasn't really parent and I wasn't really son. Sure, we had those parent-son moments and maybe at least 50-50, but then we also had those roommate moments where it was just kind of like, ah, you know, it is what it is, you know, and we just kind of didn't care and whatever. And I mean, we just, we were like a couple of bachelors, man. We traveled to the beach often, whenever the heck we wanted. We went to gyms and and uh denny's or ihop like two in the morning and hung out like like buddies you know we would just go after he would go out partying and he'd show up and i'd be like yeah let's go i'd I'd be awake and we'd go out to eat and and some some of those nights turned into beach nights let's go to the beach all right let's go and you know i mean that not to say that that's not something father and son should be doing like it's just it it felt more like we had more of those moments than we did him being like a like a parental figure to me and um when he got when we both started coming to church that changed you know like i started to read my bible it talks about honoring your parents and and i thought if i'm gonna honor my parents i uh i need to honor them i need to treat them like parents you know and i'm pretty stubborn i'm pretty strong-willed or i can be and this was an area that if i'm not careful i can be too strong-willed and not let my parents be parents and i'm i'm a at this point a young adult so it was like, okay, there's going to be some balancing. There's a lot of balancing act going on. And it, it wasn't bad. And, you know, we have a great relationship today. My mom eventually started to see somebody years down the road. And um, part of me wanted to be like that, that protective son, like, hey, who are you? And da, da, da. But the other part of me was like, man, I haven't really been like very, I'm, I, if anything, that would be my little brother's deal because they were living together. 
and you know i i'm no longer in the picture i'm like living my own life and i'm kind of there and i visit them occasionally but that's it so when i met this guy um uh i remember yeah some some flags were, were up like okay i'm gonna have a little bit of a guard with him but i remember praying for him specifically for him as an individual and then for my mom and saying you know what i'm just gonna pray that uh that this turns out for the better and they're engaged today and i literally just saw them uh like two days ago and uh they're looking at homes and stuff and and i'm they they look happy you know they look happy my two siblings younger siblings have moved out already and they're they're like in their own apartments are living their life and so because of that my mom and her fiance they're able to kind of plan and be together and figure out what they're gonna do for their future and and um it seems like it feels like me and my wife and my kids are gonna be a part of that to some capacity and you know regardless of what other people might think because maybe some people look at that like ooh, that might be kind of hairy and blah 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 and what about other people and like i said earlier man I, i didn't choose a lot of how things happen you know life is life and it just happens I like to rather embrace and confront it head on and say, let's let's figure this out. You know, let's talk about this and figure this out. And um, I love my parents. I do. It, we came from a rocky past. Like, in theory, I have like, you know, four parents and like two sets of parents. And then on top of that, um, I have spiritual parents in my church. You know, I got people that I... I look up to like if they were um, if they were my my very own parent, like if they raised me, because when I came to the church at 16, uh, I needed some of those people to lean on. I got like so many moms in the church and I got so many uh, different dad types in the church that I know it doesn't offend my dad when I say stuff like that. You know, he's he's all for it because he'll admit that he needed the help. And we both did, you know, and and uh I'm so grateful for them, but it's, it's, it could definitely be different. It could be one of those rocky, I have a horrible relationship with them. I never want to talk to them. I want to avoid them at all costs. I don't want anything to do with them. And I've seen that happen a lot more and more and more in today's, today's, uh, I guess, modern, modern family style. You know, everybody's used to being broken up and my, my, my friends growing up were all, most of them had um broken homes you know one mom or one dad and that's what kind of made us quote unquote tough i guess and made us close to each other is we didn't have family so we were each other's family and when i got saved and started going to a church um i started to realize man i need to pick the right family because what i was picking before was us on the streets and us being all rugged and, and doing horrible things because we had no direction we were so misguided and we were doing these horrible things and then all of a sudden at 16 i see i see a, a family when i walked into that church little did i know that some people had been in there for like 20 plus years and some of those people i know very well today and it's been 30 plus years for them and I, I look at this now and I think to myself, this could be so much worse. There, there could be so much destruction. There could be so much uh, bitterness and hatred and unforgiveness. And I know a lot of families that are like that today. And it's unfortunate. And, you know, I'm not I'm not the best person 
But I will say that I, I'm grateful that God put it in my heart. I give God the credit on this. He gave he put it in my heart and in my mind to forgive my family. To look to be able to go to my mom and forgive her. And to be able to go to my dad even and forgive him. And then and be able to move forward and say, let's build something. Let's 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 fix this. Let's just start from scratch and fix this. And I think so many people try that on their own power and it's hard. It's not easy to do that. But we use God as our core, you know, and that's that's our decision. And my my mom may not go to our church, but I, I feel like uh, I feel like there might be an open door for that. And if she doesn't want to go to ours, that's her choice, whatever. But I'm not going to be close to like the idea of, of her potentially coming with her new husband. Would that be weird for my dad? I don't know, maybe. But I just kind of feel like at this point we're older and we're we're moving and, and we're adults you know and there's a sense of maturity and forgiveness that needs to play play its part play its role so i think i thank god for my parents you know who knows how it would have been if they had stayed together when i was younger but i don't look at that part of my life and say i wish it never happened have i done that before absolutely absolutely but I look at how life is today and I can't say I would have had it any other way, you know, like, yeah, I've had some really rough downs and whatever, but now I can look at people that are going through it and say, hey, man, I've been there. I've been there. I know what it's like to be in a dark place. I know what it's like to be lost, confused and unsure of yourself. And I know what it's like to have no guidance and making your own decisions and thinking you're doing the right thing when you're not. And because that's what happens in a world without parents is you're no longer you lose your guidance and i didn't have that for a long time but today you know my dad um i love my dad and i have an unnatural confidence i think (laughs) because i was raised by my dad as a teenager so i i i I like to say like oh i'm probably come off as really arrogant or whatever but it's like you know what i'm confident because my dad has been confident in me my whole life He's always supported me and he's always always been there. My mom, even though she wasn't a part of an area of my life, same way. They've always been very supportive and always just picking me up and saying, you know, you've always been like this. And they're always trying to, like, make it seem like I've I've always been this, like, natural leader type. And I don't think that. I think a lot of areas of my life were not like that. And even today, you know, I still feel like, oh, man, no, I, I got plenty of people I'm leaning on for help all the time. I have a circle of people that I look to. Like I said, that could be like parent figures. And I feel that people need to build a relationship with their parents. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, 5, 20, 30, 50, 70 years old. You know, like if your parents are still around, I think it's the right time to try to forgive them and say, I want to I want to honor you. I want to talk about you like you're my loving parent. I want I don't want to have bitterness. I don't want to have hatred. Even if you I've said this to people before and I I think it's the same way for parents. If we have a bad relationship because you don't want to be a part of my life, that's your choice. But I'm willing to mend things and make this work. And I think that's what it really takes is just as you as an individual saying you have your wall fine. I can make this work with you. I, I'm willing to make it work with you if we can, if if we can. And sometimes you got to set standards and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I can look at my own family and say, yeah, we're we're 
yeah, we're all kinds of broken and messed up. And we've, we've been through all kinds of shatterings and breakings of the family and splits and torn aparts. And I still love them. I still love them and I still pray for them. And I still feel that that no matter what happens today, I can rely on calling my parents and telling them I love them. And I know that they'll feel the same way. They'll be able to say I love you too, no matter what's happening.